All right, everyone. Welcome back to a special episode of the Shift Points podcast. Um, a request that I've got from Dad and from a handful of other people that is on the podcast that we needed to cover more drag racing. Um, in this area, you guys know how important drag racing is to us. You know, you've seen our videos that we put up once a month. You've seen the 55 in the background of all those video of all the videos that we've done so far. Um, so you know, kind of drag racing is really important. And the first racing I was ever involved in or around at all was drag racing. So we were with you. We agreed we wanted to cover more drag racing and do more with it. But we needed to make sure we got the right opportunity. We didn't want to just start kind of covering national events and just kind of giving you stats and different stuff like that. We wanted to be able to give you good stories. That's what it's all about is about storytelling and to, you know, about the cars, about the people all that different stuff so that's what this whole channel is about whenever you see us working on cars it's all about you know what it took to get there in certain things and we wanted to make sure that we did something really important like that with drag racing too luckily we have randy edmonds here with us so you guys see a couple of additions so we don't have toby and win with us today jackson's here with me he's going to be kind of backing me up a little bit on this but i have dad which you know because you've probably watched our other videos and then randy edmonds Randy, can you introduce yourself for us? Uh, Randy Edmonds. Uh, grew up in Weaverville, North Carolina. Mike and I have been friends since we were teenagers. Yeah. One of our guests' first jobs was at Buck Stove, and that's where I got to know Mike. That's, he, yeah. I, I don't know how many people you met because of that job, but well, there's, there's a lot of them. There's, one time, there's, what, six, 700 people worked for that wow. company. So I don't think I realized it was that big. Yeah, one time, there's a lot of, there's a lot of us worked there. But yeah. We so, probably met, what, 70 Seven seventy-eight, somewhere along. 70, there, December seventy-seventh, when I went to work there. Yep, that's yeah. what I was yeah. there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You were already there. Doug was already there. But I hadn't been there long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, I mean, so how did you, what kind of like kicked off y'all's friendship? Like, how did you guys? Was it just cars and? Was it that, or just like you met, met that way, or like how did that go? Well I don't know that answer. We've been well in stoves. <laughs> yeah, you just well. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know if you guys had that kind of connection. He was down. He was down the assembly. Well, they had an assembly line at that time, didn't they? Yeah, they, I started out shrink wrapping stoves. Shrink wrapping. Yeah, I started okay. out shrink wrapping stoves, and then during break time, I'd go over and the so guys would teach me a little bit about welding and stuff. I think you were QA, weren't you? At one time. At one time, I think it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I couldn't. I didn't remember that. I thought, I thought you started out welding. I didn't realize you. But anyway, we ended up on that line down there in Old Thompson Hired Building, mm -hmm. welding. Yeah. You was down the line a little ways, I guess. Mm -hmm. but. Well, I mean, as long as I can kind of remember, Randy's been around. <laughs> He's always been coming to the shop and different stuff oh, like been that. Good friends a long time. Yeah, exactly. And and recently we've kind of got a connection. You've got a '53 Chevrolet truck. '53 five window. '53 five window. So we've got the '55 five window and the '53 are really similar. They're not exactly the same, but they're a little. Uh, they're pretty similar. And we've we've had to call Randy quite a bit to ask him about oh, yeah. components and parts and and what does what needs to go here and stuff like that. And we've mentioned him a couple times. He was the one we got the. Uh, the battery uh, battery hold down from. Yep. So I don't know if you guys remember us talking about that at one point in one of our videos. Um, but so Randy helps us out quite a bit <laughs> uh, so answering <laughs> questions. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, but the big thing, the big topic that we want to talk about, like I said, Randy is the race director for the Southeast Gassers. And uh, the Southeast Gassers, I would say most people that are watching this, if you're on our channel and you're watching what we do, you have heard of the Southeast Gassers in some capacity. This series has really been growing like crazy in the past probably 10 years or so. They've really ramped up, seems like. Um, we went to some of the early ones, uh, me and dad did. It feels like a long time ago now. And like I said, it was probably eight years ago or something ish. Probably uh, a little longer than that. Even yeah. farther than that. Okay. Than that, yeah. yeah. So we, I know, like I said, it'd been about that long since we've been uh, doing that. So Randy approached us and said, you know, I want you guys to talk about Southeast Gassers. And, and as soon as he said that, as soon as dad mentioned it to me, I was super excited about it. So, um, first off, Randy, like, can you tell us a little bit about Southeast Gassers? Like, wh how did it start? Where did it come from? We know it's Quainstot. Stott? Did I say that? Stott. Stott. Yep. Yeah, okay. I always want to say Scott, but it's Stott. No, it is Stott. S-T-O-T-T. Okay. Yeah. Quain uh, is, uh, is a pro-mod champion, and uh, just basically back in uh, 2011. Okay. He got called out, I guess you could say, yeah. by Greg Porter with a 56 Chevy called a Night Stalker. Okay. And Quain uh, ended up with an Anglia, and uh, they met up at Greer, the two cars. Uh, about a year later, they were seven cars. So it grew to seven cars about a year later. And uh, I'm not sure how many races they had in between that, you know, or where it exactly became Southeast Gassers at, mm -hmm. but I think it's around 2012. Uh, Quain called his Anglia the Thriller. Okay. Uh, around 2012 is where it, I think it became Southeast Gassers, and then uh, uh, it just grew from there, you know. And uh, now, now you know, we have, last year we had like 140 different cars race Gosh. with us across 11 races. Wow. You know, that's a that's a massive field. It is. It is. But it's not at that at every race. Right. You know, we have guys that come to certain races that don't come to others, you right. know, because of location and things like that. But uh, just like talking about the Anglia, uh, that car went on to be Donovan Stott's car called White Trash. Oh, okay. And, yeah. and he won championships with that car. Right. I've and seen it, videos of that car. Yes. Well, now it is out of New York. Uh, the Mildantry's own it. Milladantry, I hope I pronounced that right. Yeah. They, uh, they call it uh, the Wicked One. Okay. And uh, he has moved it to B-Gas, and uh, he's ran a few races with us this year, and it's it's a contender in B-Gas. Right. Uh, so so you, you, you've said a couple times now uh, while you were talking about that, you said A-Gas and B-Gas. So I, I, I want to go ahead and preface this to everybody that's listening. So I, I know about the Southeast Gassers a little bit, but as far as like what we know, me and Jackson kind of know about it, is let, let's just say that we're at ground zero. We're trying to learn with this as we go. We're super interested, and we want to do it, and we want to be involved in this. Um, so we're going to start taking lessons right now. So uh, the first the first thing I'm going to ask about is those classes. So A-Gas, B-Gas, C-Gas, these are um, – these are kind of historic names. This is kind of what yes. this class went around. So with the Southeast Gassers, how are the rules set up and how are those classes set? Well, the main difference from one class to the other is weight. Okay. Everything is weight to cubic inch. A gas is six pounds per cubic inch. Okay. B gas is eight pounds per cubic inch. C gas is 10 pounds per cubic inch. We also now have an exhibition class that's H gas. Okay. And it is Volkswagens, uh, inline fours, inline sixes, 
Uh, there's different weights in those classes. Okay. Uh, it's it's growing. We could, you know, I think the most we've had is four cars at one event. Uh, could have maybe five or six before the year's out. Right. You know, uh, and we also have an AFX class. Okay. What which, does that mean? Uh, the AFX cars were where the funny cars came from. Okay. That that was back in 63, 64 area. Uh, they're uh, the ones that are with us now. They're an altered wheelbase car. They run uh, alcohol injected. Most of them are, or all of them are big blocks. Okay. We have, uh, right now we have three big block Chevys, I think, uh, one Ford and one Hemi, one 426 Hemi. Okay. And uh, so it's exhibition class now. Also, we had the most cars in that class that we've ever had this past event was five. Okay. So, uh, so and then we, we also have a super stock class. And uh, it's basic, uh, it's basically trying to go back to 67 and back uh, on the super stock cars. Okay. 67 and back. So that was that was the next thing I was about to ask that. So so with it, if you guys have not seen the Southeast Gasters and you and you look up Southeast Gasters on YouTube or wherever and you see some of these cars run, they look a little different than a than like a yes. a pro class nowadays would look. They look kind of classic or, or you know older or however you want to say it. But so like that's based off a year, right? You said it's 67. Yes. So everything's kind of based off 67 and back technology or or style i guess is probably the better way well, to say it your model too isn't it yeah that's it oh that's in 67 oh, okay. and back in all uh the body styles okay. in all the classes okay all the classes quain just this past year allowed camaros to be able to be built in the gas classes okay they were okay in the uh, uh super stock class already uh the h gas class uh you can run the stock A-frame as long as they were original equipment. You know, you can run those in, in uh, H-gas. Okay. Of course, the super stock cars, they pretty much have to be that, or they do have to be that. You know, they have to be A-frame cars, what they came originally from the factory. Okay, understood. And there's height rules in, in super stock, you know, minimum height rules and stuff and everything there. So... Okay, I, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna break it down to even the most like the basic question that I guess I could probably ask is like, what is the definition of a gasser? Like, what is a gasser? It's a gas, gas powered car. Okay, gotcha. Gas powered car. I mean, you know, a lot of people call different things gassers. If right. you throw a straight axle under a, yep. you know, throw a straight axle under a diesel rabbit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, they would want to call it a, a, a gasser, you know. Yeah. But, that was uh, what I was curious about was if it was something yeah. to do with, if suspension was it, was, it was where the name came from or if it was just based off of that alone. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. That's good yeah, to know. It's, just, it's a gas class is what it was. Okay. Gotcha. You know, and uh, there were, back in the day, there were different, different uh, classes for that and everything, but it was just easier for the announcers to call them gassers. Gassers. Okay. You know. I was always curious about that. I didn't know where it would come from. You know, it's kind of like the AFX cars. Mm -hmm. They look funny, so somebody called them a funny car one and day, stuck. and that's, that's where it came from. <laughs> it's yeah. funny. Things seem to sim – the simplest thing sometimes sticks the it longest, does. doesn't it? It sure does. <laughs> so that's good. So, all right, this isn't your first time with the Southeast Gasser. So previously you were running the tech for Southeast Gasser, right? I was tech director for, for three seasons. Okay, so tell me, tell me about that as far as um, – kind of how you got involved with the Southeast Gassers and kind of 
you know, where that come from? I mean, it, there's there has to be a pretty good story behind going from going to a gasser event to becoming race director. <laughs> well, just basically, Mike is the one that told me about the Southeast Gassers. Yeah. Then uh, that was in 13 or 14, I guess, somewhere around Probably. there. Yeah. I was actually doing a, a, a mission deal for the church, and we were cleaning up a guy's yard and i get a phone call see it's mike i answer it and he said man you got to get to greer (laughs) that sounds exactly (laughs) like something you would do (laughs) so uh i couldn't at that time so the next time they were there i was there but in in between that time he he called me up one day and he said man you got to go to youtube and watch quain stop pull gears and willis (laughs) yeah i know the i know the exact video we probably uh, watched it a thousand times (laughs) and uh so that's that's how i got hooked i guess I, you could say I yeah. mean, you know i mean and, and then uh i started going to a few of them here and there uh and uh i guess in 17 is where i went to like four or five okay and uh that's around the time that todd odin came on the scene with uh i think maybe he was there in 16 but in 17 he came out with the double x and and he ended up winning what was the d gas championship at that time okay uh, and one time they had a degas, and they kind of left room in there. They looked like there was going to be enough for four classes. So it ended up they they uh, changed it to C gas, just A, B, and C. Gotcha. So, but anyway, when uh, Todd put out a video uh, of 10,000 RPM launch, you can go to YouTube and watch it. I'm sure you've watched it and yeah. stuff. And then when he did that, I was, I was, you know, I mean, there's no telling how many times I've watched that, how many times I've <laughs> sent it to people and shared it and stuff. You yeah. know, I was just thrilled with this 58 Chevy. Right. And uh, met Todd and, and his crew and everything and stuff. And that's just kind of what drug me into wanting to go to so many of them. And, uh, then in 2018 was the first time Tara ever went with me. Okay. Tara's your wife? Yes. Okay. And uh, 43 years now. Wow. That's and, great. Congratulations. So, uh, anyway. Congratulations for you. I don't know about for her. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, that's, she probably feels that way sometimes. <laughs> but anyway, we, uh, uh, we ended up sitting with the Hall family. Tim Hall, uh, his, his father, George, is... Uh, his mother Jane and Jane is kind of the grandmother of Southeast Gassers. Okay. Everybody loves Jane. And uh, we ended up sitting with them and Krista, Tim's wife and uh, his brother, Tony and his wife were, were, were sitting there and uh, we just kind of hit it off. And, uh, but uh, Tara and I sitting there and she just kind of punches me. She said, who do you pull for in this stuff? You know, I mean, we've been to races since she first met me and yeah. stuff, and I always pull for somebody. Right. You know? Yeah. And and I looked at her and I said, "Well, who do you pull against?" Right. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, everybody's great. Right. You know, and I mean, that's you're just kinda, there to see good racing. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's kind of the cool. way this is. You know, I mean, everybody uh, is just good people. Right. You know, and uh, so anyway, that was uh, in '18, and uh, in. Uh, Around that time, I guess it was in 19, uh, I was at work one day, uh, always talking about the Southeast Gassers, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> sitting at the lunch table, and uh, one of the engineers sat down, John Hutcherson, and uh, he said, you talking about Southeast Gassers? And I said, yeah. And he said, did you see Cynthia? 
And I said, Cynthia Phillips? And he said, yeah. I said, I, I, he said, yeah, Cynthia Phillips. He said, that's my niece. And I said, yeah, I saw her. He said, did you talk to her? And I said, no, I didn't talk to her. Right. So uh, he said, that's my niece. So the next time that I'm at a race, I go up to Cynthia and introduce myself. I said, I work with your Uncle John. And, and she just, like she knew me forever. Really? And uh, Quain comes riding by, and uh, she flags Quain over and said, he works with Johnny. So uh, John had went with them a lot on their uh, pro mod racing and everything and stuff. Well, from that time on, it was just like I knew him forever. Right. And uh, Quain got my phone number. We started talking and stuff, and then we'd talk at different events and everything. And then in, uh, with all the COVID and everything stuffed, I, I retired. Okay. You know, I took the buyout. Yep. I'm driving out of the parking lot at work uh, that day that my last day there, and Quain calls me. And he said, hey, buddy, what are you doing? And I said, I'm driving out of this parking lot for the last time. And he said, what did you do, get fired? <laughs> <laughs> Had a lot of faith in you, didn't he? <laughs> so anyway, he said, I was just going to call you up and tell you we're going to be testing at Shadyside tomorrow, and uh, if you want to come down and watch us. So I ended up down there my first retired day watching them test. That's awesome. <laughs> so then they missed a couple of races, the first two races I think it was that year. Mm. And uh, Tara and I went to London, Kentucky, which that's the upcoming race. We'll be in London, Kentucky this uh, uh, 14th and 15th, I think it is. Okay. And uh, and I'll post the schedule for Southeast yeah. Gasters on all our social media, yeah. too. So anybody that's watching this, you want to know the schedule, yeah. I'll put it up there. So uh, I'm there at the hotel room on Friday night, and Quain messaged me and says, Hey, man, uh, one of my employees is in Canada and can't get out. Hmm. He lives in Canada. We have Rich Masco, okay, uh, a.k.a. Misguided Gasser. He comes to all of our races, does all the parking. Wow. And Comes out of Canada for all of them. Yes. That's, wow. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Yes. And uh, drives a 50 Chevy Coupe with a with straight axle on it. Yeah. And, uh, That's great. And so, anyway, uh, Rich couldn't get out. And he said, would you help me in the staging lines? So, I ended up with the official shirt on in the staging lines. Yeah. And uh, the next week, he calls me and said, let's go to lunch. And we talk about it, and he offers me the, the tech job. I remember I remember you calling and telling Dad about that, and me and him had a whole conversation about it with that. He couldn't have picked anyone better, anyone more interested, any more that, anyone that would uh, stick to the rule book any better than you. We, we had that whole conversation. <laughs> I to remember. everybody. Yeah, to everybody. Yeah, to we everybody. had it between us, and then anybody that we told about it, we were like, and everybody agreed. So <laughs> that kind of tells you a lot about Randy's character if you don't know him, uh, because that was the first thing we thought was, man, he picked the right guy. Um, so, so how did – so you said that um, – you know, you went back, uh, uh, was it the, the previous race you went back, and that was when they officially announced you as race director. So, like, is it, what all comes with that? And, like, how how excited were you to, to be well, named this nervous. and to do this? Of course, I'm sure. <laughs> I was, I was, I was nervous, nervous enough to come on here and yeah. talk to you about this, so I can only imagine what it's like to, to be but, race director. Quain kind of hung me out. We, we went to Mooresville. It was the first race. And we go up there, and he says, you know, we talk about it, and he says, just come to Mooresville and he said uh, hang out and get the feel of it and everything and he said and then we'll go from there yeah so we're standing there the uh, 
race, I mean, the, the driver's meeting's going on, and Quain introduces me as the new race director. <laughs> I mean, the, excuse me, the tech director. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, he kind of hung me out there. You mm -hmm. know, there, wasn't no, there wasn't no leeway. I mean, you know, he just, <laughs> you are, you know. But anyway, you know, and, and, it, and I got to know everybody, and, and uh, uh, it's just it's, it's been good, you yeah. know. I mean, I kind of stepped back at the end of the year last year and, and missed everybody. And, right. You know, I mean, I had people calling me and say, you know, you come back, you know, you need to come back, this, that, and the other. And then uh, I went in and filled in for uh, Dallas and Robert Peffley. They, they're in the, their tech right now. Okay. And uh, went into to, uh, what ended up being a Wilkesboro race because the Farmington race got, got canceled. Yeah, postponed. canceled because they, I don't think they're still racing there. Wow. But uh, anyway, I went in to fill in for them, and uh, one thing led to another, and, you know, it took several weeks. And so anyway, <laughs> I, I ended up as uh, uh, race slash competition director or whatever it is. Gotcha. You know, I mean, but so, we just so all what all together. is that? Like, what does that mean? Well, it's just, you know, basically what, what I'm doing is trying to basically get the show going and make sure everything's where it should be, everything's being done and stuff uh, to, uh, to make sure we put on a, a good event for the, for the fans. Fans, right. You know, and, uh, uh, but it's not just me. It's not just one person, you know. I mean, you got, you got Quain and Heather, his girlfriend, Heather Peak at the top. And then you've got Rocky Platt. Mm -hmm. Rocky is uh, uh, director of operations. Okay. And then you've got uh, Stephen Smith and Holly Smith. Uh, uh, Stephen does all the uh, merchandising and marketing. Okay. And uh, and then you've got uh, Dallas and Robert Pepley, if I just uh, mentioned them a moment ago. They they do the tech. And I've already mentioned Rich. Rich is uh, Rich Masco is a big, big part of this. Right. You know, I, I, I don't want Rich's job. Rich has got to argue <laughs> with all these guys coming in with these big haulers yeah. after they've been driving for eight hours or whatever, you know, and he wants them to move an inch. You know, move, <laughs> move over an inch, you know, or whatever. But, but, you know, everybody's pretty good about it. And uh, then we got Tom White. Tom White works. Mike's met Tom. He's been down to the shop and met Tom. Yep. And uh, Tom uh, makes sure that we've got scooters and got fuel and got uh, the scales. He, he hauls the scales to the track. And he's also Quain's crew chief. Quain okay. runs A-Gas. Okay. Uh, and uh, so Tom is a, is a really big part of it. Tom is kind of the unsung hero, in my opinion. Right. And uh, then we've got uh, uh, Chris Smith on the scales. He runs the scales. Christopher Smith, I guess you say. But the, really, the heart and soul of this whole thing is the girls in the tower. Okay. You know, you've got you've got Angeline. Uh, uh, I have drew a blank. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It happens. It's easy to do when you're sitting right here. Black one. Black one. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, uh, Angela is the heart and soul of this whole deal. Right. She she does all the the ladder sheets. She sure she basically keeps everything in order as far as the race goes. Okay. And then she now has Bonnie Howard, which is Chase Howard's uh, wife, up there, uh, training her, and she's a big help to her up there. But uh, we have a schedule to go by. Our races start at one o'clock. Okay. You know, we not 
not 102, right. not 105. Our races start at 1 o'clock. We, you know, we have a list of where every qualifying session should end up, you know, all the way to the last. Right. This last race. I mean, you know, if you don't have an oil down or anything, we usually yeah. end pretty close. I think this last race uh, we were supposed to uh, start the finals at 7. We started them at 6.53, I think wow. it was. That's awesome. You know, so. Yeah, keeping a schedule like that's crazy. We've seen it, it uh, even just at circle track stuff, like how hard that is. Like you said, if you have an accident or an oil down or whatever, and keeping it keeping a tight schedule like that's it's important because it makes all the difference as a fan if you go it makes all the difference on wanting to come back so that's really good that you guys can do that we also have uh renee lynn which is angela's mother uh barry lynn's wife he drives a little red wagon okay she is uh just took over the position of uh, uh taking care of the media okay uh we have a lot of people coming in wanting to take pictures and videos and this that and the other so she's kind of you got to watch those guys with the video cameras (laughs) she kind (laughs) of tries to keep all those guys in line that's fair and uh uh, dylan horton is our our main video guy now okay and uh uh also uh let me see our bugs the the backup girls everybody calls them bugs uh, bugs okay girls. they are they are an amazing part of this whole deal you know they uh, they're out there on the track it's hot and they're running and <laughs> and and it's it's amazing what they do yeah you know? and and that's something I guess if you ha- if you guys haven't seen the Southeast Gasters event like this isn't just a race it, it's an event like you, you it's it's and I, me and Dad were talking about it earlier today but like what's what i think is really cool about it is that you can be as a as a grandparent or a, or a parent you can take your kid back to this race and it's almost like going back in time mm-hmm. you can see how it was at a certain time you you know they have the backup grills and they're in they're in the full blown like 60s outfits you know they're run and yeah like you said it's i don't know how they do it <laughs> to be fair like you see them in the in the in the boots and stuff and I'm like, i don't know how they do that running out through there you see a lot of uh, boot soles stuck to the <laughs> yeah, i believe that <laughs> but they they do a great job it's it's just it's they're a huge huge part of, of what we do out there and normally it's a wife or uh or uh, a, a child right you know or an aunt you know right or you know i mean that's that's just it's, it's a whole family deal you know we've got people that come in and it's just like a it's it's, it's like going on vacation it's like going yeah. camping for the weekend or whatever you know everybody cooks. you said it was like a family reunion 11 times a year yeah, yeah. it's it's been called that yeah for sure <laughs> Yes, and it's 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 all good. You know, everybody gets along. You right. know I mean, every once in a while there'll be a little deal. You know, but of it's, it's nothing. Just like every family, nothing out of hand. Yeah, you know? I mean, most of the time it gets settled pretty quick. You know, everybody, everybody's good people. I yeah, mean, that's then that's it. You know, I mean, good people's gonna be good people. Yeah, of course. You know? Yeah, Jackson, do you have any questions so far on Southeast Gassers? Just, just listen, listen. taking it all in. <laughs> Jax is going to be kind of my backup on all this. Like I, I, I told Randy, you know, as we cover this, and we want to. The plan is to cover each event after each event to talk about kind of how the racing went. Uh, you know, if records were broken, who broke them, and kind of give that detail on the podcast. Uh, and we want to do that. And I want to make sure that I don't miss anything. So that's why Jackson's here. He's going to be my backup and help me make sure that I don't miss anything. But I wanted to see if you had any questions on anything before we go into the next part, which is. We talk about um, we talk about it being sixty seven and back. 
Yes. And some people, if they don't know much about drag racing and kind of what these guys are going to be doing, they might think 67 and back, all these cars, they must not be very fast or they must not be, you know, they might not have the best technology um, that's available out there nowadays. But there's nothing further from the truth than that, right? Exactly. <laughs> so I know you brought some stats on kind of some of the records and, and talk about that. So talk us through that, like for what the, you know, what the records are, kind of what cubic inch motors, because everything you said is based around uh, size of the motor. And then that's based on setting a certain weight based off that. So what does that look like in these, in the A class or, or any of the classes? You can talk us through them. Well, what, what you see a lot and you hear a lot is people call period correct. Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, they, what what we look at is we want the cars to appear period correct. Right. One thing I'm one thing I'm, I'm, I tried to put off to yeah. say here, but I want I want right now is the yes. time I think to do it. When I was a kid, I never I never got any comic books. Uh, I got my mom to subscribe me to Hot Rod magazine, <laughs> and and at that time I was like six or seven years old. I was too young to go to the racetrack, but they pretty much was constant coverage of gassers. Yeah. Well. Jake talks in the in the videos, the VHS drags about going back in time. You can truly go down and watch one of these Southeast gas races, and it's so period correct mm -hmm. that it's if you just kind of don't pay any attention to the haulers, if you just look at the race cars and, and the situation with the backup girls and all that yeah. stuff, all the way down to the paint schemes, exactly <laughs> everything, exactly. yeah, the names, the helmets, yeah. the helmets, yeah. the, the the a lot of the guys dress the part. Mm -hmm. It's and it's not just, Randy's gonna get into some particulars here, which is fascinating to me, but this is truly like going back in time. It's like going back to, to 67, 65 through 70. Yeah. It's, you, can, you can go watch this and it's, it's neat stuff. It's really neat. So Randy can get into particulars like, about how, how quick these cars are. Well, I think a point that we're kind of missing here that I, I don't think that we've brought up that we haven't made apparent to everybody, every single one of these cars are stick shift cars. Yes. Oh, they're all they are, they're, oh, yeah. There's no automatics in this yeah. class. So that's the other thing. You guys have heard us talk about that before, about how we have this belief that every car should be a straight drive, right? So like this is the perfect world for us to be <laughs> talking about. It's stuff that we're very interested in. So not only uh, – so there's the rule of the cubic – inches and then our cubic inch weight rule but every car has to be a straight drive and they have to clutch the transmission is that true but now you just clutch when you leave okay okay gotcha yeah you just gotcha. clutch when you leave everybody's running not everybody but most all of them are running g-force transmissions okay now. uh roby merrick has changed the whole show i mean you know roby came in a couple years ago and roby comes to almost every event and uh in years past, somebody break a transmission and qualifying, first round qualifying, they were done. They'd load it on a trailer. They got the transmission out and Roby's over there fixing it. And they're back sometimes for second round qualifying. Really? Yeah. Or they're back in the first round to, to race, you know, right. for the day. Wow. So he has changed everything as far as that. Super guy. Uh, everybody loves Roby. So, so you say that... Uh, you mean he's changed it because of his knowledge of this and he's able to, to fix this and to help people out? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, before, without Roby, you were done for the day. Right. You know, unless you could get into your transmission and had the parts there to fix it yourself. Okay. But now Roby's there, and, and uh, G-Force is a big deal. It's those G-Force that I'm not sure where they're based out of up north, but G-Force South 
is where Roby's based out. Okay, gotcha. And uh, they, it's it's a big deal. They have like uh, transmission dynos. Oh wow! And stuff, you know. So it's 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 some good stuff. And they're not just in them, you know. The NASCAR, they're in it. The, they, you know, a lot, yeah. a lot of the trucks and stuff in NASCAR and all other types of racing too. Right. And uh, so that's that's changed everything a lot. I was a uh, didn't really know about you know letting them go clutchless shifted Mm -hmm. but it is actually what it's done is it's kind of maybe pull some of them closer that you know were off on the timing and everything and stuff you know so it's kind of pulled them closer i guess maybe it penalized the really good shifters right the drivers yeah 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 the really good drivers and stuff it kind of penalized them a little bit maybe but the others it pull them closer gotcha so it it leveled the playing field a little bit and kind of maybe maybe improved the show a little bit yeah gotcha okay and uh but uh as far as the period correct you know uh there's different wheels uh there's a set of wheels in the rules you look in the rules and there's wheels that you can run and there's wheels that you cannot really i did not know that wow and uh there's rules in there about being uh paint schemes 60s paint schemes yeah but that's kind of a judgment call Quain and i had that conversation today that you know i mean that's that's one of those judgment calls yeah you know we also have a wheelie rule you know it's it's uh 12 inches for the 94 uh let me see i can't i mean the short cars it's 12 inches the 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 bigger cars it's 15 inches it's pulling the front tire that's what so yes so you have so is this for every like so what does that mean? How do well, you that judge that? If you, run, if you run 6.5 or less, mm-hmm. you're supposed to pull the wheels according to the length of your car. Wow. And uh, What a cool rule. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's nothing, a rule. There's nothing uncool about Oh, that's this. true. Oh, yeah, no, that is, is, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's something that we're looking at hard because it's kind of, there's no one really been watching it. Yeah. So we've got cars that's leaving like a, Pro mod, all mm-hmm. of a sudden. So, but that's going to change. Yeah, you know that that is going to change. Yeah, you know, if the rules there. It's got to be. We're working on that. Yeah, you know, and uh, looking at looking at what we're going to do about that. And the guys know. Yeah, you know, I mean, they know if they know how to keep it down, they know how to bring it up. Well, that's. I mean, you know, I mean, I guess if yeah. I guess if you're not pushing the rules, you ain't trying, right? <laughs> that's all. But uh, you know, you hear a lot of stuff about period correct. Yeah, a lot of people say, well, them cars are not period correct. Well, if they were period correct, they wouldn't make it out of second gear. That's I mean, right. How, yeah. how many months is if we broke my um, Yeah. That's, oh, exactly. <laughs> you know. That's what I just yeah. started to say you know. when you was talking about getting the G-Force transmissions. Muncie's and the top loaders and stuff yeah. they used to run when yeah. they had the original gassers yeah. would never stand the horsepower these, these no. boys are, no. are doing now. Never. It wouldn't come close. So, I mean, to talk about that. Like, what like what kind of horsepower are we seeing? I mean, I know it's varying dependent on, but, like, what do we – do, is well, there a number? I know, like yeah. the NHRAs are always spouting eleven thousand horsepower, all that kind of stuff. Is there kind of a number that for well, each I, class ish? I just actually talked to one driver today. I won't reveal who it was or yeah. stuff, and but he was telling me that that the engine in his car made nine ninety eight. Okay, and that's an A gas car. Gotcha. You know, it's it's big block Chevrolet, mm-hmm. and it made nine ninety eight. Gotcha. And uh, so I think that maybe some's more than that. Right. You know. Maybe some less. Mm-hmm. You know. None of the uh, gas classes are are assisted. No boost. No nitrous. No no, no, no I, power adders. Right. That was, that was I, I thought that was yeah. true, yeah. but I yeah. wanted to check with yeah. you before I said that. And uh, so they, uh, but just like I say, you know, if we had to run a, a 
just a regular clutch or if he had to run a, a, a Muncie four-speed or a top loader, uh, you know, I mean. wouldn't start to stand. No, yeah. No, I mean, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't get out of low gear. Yeah. I mean, people come watch it one time, and they say, well, you know. Everything broke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fifteen oil downs today. Yeah. But that's another thing. Everybody, every every car has to have a diaper or a blanket, okay. what you want to call it. There's rules on what type of uh, uh, third members or, or chunks you can run. You right. know, I mean, it's you can't run something that you found in the junkyard. You know, right. here, You know, and uh, so we try to, you know, just like I was said a while ago. I mean, you know, we had these cars. We had 65, 70 cars at the last race. We had no oil downs. Really? Yeah. Wow. We had no oil downs all day. Yeah. You know, so, you know, at that. That says something about the rules package. Yeah, you know, and uh, you will not if you will not go on the track without a whether without a diaper or a blanket, whatever you want to call it. Right. You know, so that things happen. You know, I mean. Well, you I talked saw, about you talked about your schedule. You know, you got you guys are on a tight schedule, so mm-hmm. you gotta you know you gotta yeah. enforce stuff like that. So I mean, you know, that doesn't mean that somebody don't blow one above the blanket. We mm-hmm. had a car break out the side and blow the motor mount off here a while oh, back gosh. last year you know and i mean it dumped a bunch of oil on the track you yeah. know and of course you have things that happen you know i mean uh, we had one that broke a drive shaft a while back you know but it didn't put anything on the track of course but it uh, you know you you have a little bit of downtime when right. things like that happen you know we we had a car with a flashlight fell out from under it the other <laughs> 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 But I mean, there's things like that happen, you know, right. little things and stuff. But uh, but as far as being period correct, uh, it, it wouldn't be no show if they were 100 percent period right. correct. No, it's fair. Know. It's I mean, yeah, exactly. It's but all in the spirit of competition. You know the particular, if you just sit in the stands, look at them old cars, man, it's like going back. No. It, it is. is. It, it really is. is. Except they're a whole lot faster. Oh, a lot faster. A lot faster. <laughs> a lot faster. <laughs> and it's amazing. You know, we'll go over some of the records that was broke here at this past race. Uh, amazing. Because you guys had three class records broke at the last we had event? Three, three class records broke. That's, that's really good. And you guys were at, where, where were you We were at? South Carolina Motorplex. Okay. It's yep. in Orangeburg, South Carolina, Nieces, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Absolutely wonderful facility. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard it was a really nice it, place. It is great. They got some new owners there, and this was the first time that we'd been there since the new owners. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be a good one for us yeah. if, we, if we can just get the crowds in there. Instead, gotcha. You know. But uh, you were talking about what goes on. You know, I just kind of start like you would the finals. Mm-hmm. You know, our first cars out in the finals would be H-Gas. You know, and that's, like I said, it's an exhibition class, four and six cylinders. And uh, Doug Laddermilk and his uh, Beelzebub Volkswagen, he took the win again. He's won several, you know. Uh, I didn't get to talk to Doug uh, to find out any specifics on his car. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, he took the win again there. Uh, it's, like I said, we, we need eight cars for it to be a class. Okay. You know, and looks like they could be five, six before the end of the year, maybe more. Uh, there's some really good cars being built. Mm-hmm. Larry Noel's building an Anglia uh, with, a, I think it's a 277 cubic inch uh, inline Ford. Okay. Uh, I think Steve Norwood's doing it. Uh, you got Ton Hines uh, from Tennessee that's building a Rambler with a, I guess it's a, uh, like the AMC four four liter engine, he's building it, 
and like I say, there's there's several coming. There's an A100 Dodge truck van or whatever you call it, like Think a little red wagon. Like it's, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, right. it's like the little red wagon, and it's got a 230, 235 cubic inch uh, slant in it, I think. Really? <laughs> and uh, they had it just showing it off at the last race. They weren't ready to race, but it sounded really good. <laughs> uh, the, Gary Smith has been working on the truck, and Gary told me that he had it out in the parking lot and pulled second gear a couple of times, said it put a smile on his face. <laughs> so, <laughs> Doing something right then. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, AFX, that's what I was talking about. It's uh, fuel-injected alcohol. And uh, Rocky Platt, which is the son of Houston Platt, uh, a lot of people know that name from... Uh, being a factory racer for Chevrolet. Okay. Uh, also, his brother was uh, Hubert Flatt and uh, his son, Alan Platt. And they were kind of rivals, one Chevrolet, one Ford. Mm. The Georgia Shaker was uh, uh, the, other, uh, the Ford side with Hubert driving it, and then you had the Dixie Twister with, uh, with uh, Houston driving it. Okay. And... Uh, Rocky first came into this about eight years ago, and uh, Rocky Platt, his son. Yeah. And uh, then Allen came in a year later, and it was basically those two cars for several years. Then Todd Wimberly got in it in a Falcon that's uh, uh, it's got a Rob Wallen engine in it. That's Lamar Walden's son. And a lot of people, Mike shaking his head over there. He knows who Lamar Walden was. Lamar's <laughs> a big 409. He's a, yeah. he's a man that yeah. really developed and pumped up the 409 Chevrolet. And okay. uh, Robert still, uh, Rob still runs one. He oh, runs, does he? He runs a 409 W-based engine. No surprise. <laughs> in a 33 Willis like his dad's old car. Okay. And, uh. And he has really come on in the last couple of years. They've kind of maybe pulled away from him a little bit recently, but but he is he's there. You know, I mean, he's you, you know he's there. You know, it's not like, but uh, it's it's a it's a crowd pleaser. That car is. Everybody loves Robs. It's yeah. called Synchronine. Nine. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I th- that's the other thing I love. Like the guys that come up with the names for their cars and stuff. Yeah. Like they're. Yeah, they put some thought into it. It's always clever. (laughs) Rocky had to have shoulder surgery. So Rob has been driving his car. Mm -hmm. Rocky spent a lot of money doing a lot of stuff to his car over the winter, and then he ended up having to have shoulder surgery. Oh, man. So he's not going to be able to drive all year. Oh, So Rob's got in the car, and Rob actually was the first one to go in fives. Really? In in that class. He he, he ran a 599 in that class. So he's he's got the record in that class now. But... uh, you heard me mention Robert Peffley. Mm-hmm. Robert Peffley has built a 66 Dart and uh, with a 426 Hemi in it, alcohol-injected 426 Hemi. And uh, so he, uh, uh, this was his second race. He's made 13 passes on it, and he won AFX this weekend in it. Wow! And uh, ran just a few hundreds off the record. Wow! And uh, it's it's going to be a crowd pleaser. Uh, he's still got a lot to do to it to get it where he wants it and stuff. Yeah. Uh, we had a we had a conversation yesterday about it, and uh, but it's 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 a neat car, you know. I mean, everybody looks and sees a Hemi in there and stuff, you know. So that's going to be an interesting class. There's a couple more cars being built. Uh, 
hopefully it's going to be eight cars soon and right. we'll have a we'll have a real class out there uh robert's out of clinton indiana he was uh he owns a automotive shop and a uh a body shop up there uh he actually drove the Dixie Stampede in Superstock. He is he was part of the development of Superstock. Okay. Uh, he and Mike White started Superstock. We lost Mike White uh, a year or so ago uh, uh, to cancer, I think it was. Okay. But uh, but Robert was the first champion in uh, Superstock, and uh, he named his car Four Speed Stampede because he's got a house full of youngins. <laughs> 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 but I mean, it's that's another one of those family deals, right? You know, he's got uh, uh, twins, and uh, uh, all of his kids, four kids, I think. There's four kids. They all come to the track. Everybody knows them. Yeah. And uh, uh, it, it's it's a good time with them. But uh, his car has got it's it's got a factory block. It's a factory 426 block. Wow. With a Dana 60 under it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> And but he is running a G force in it. Yep. But then you've got uh, we'll move on to Superstock. Uh, Rick Marner uh, out of Mooresville or Canapolis down there. Uh, they call him the Dirt Man. He had uh, won four in a row, won every race this year. Wow! Uh, big block Camaro. Uh, I feel like that's probably pretty rare. I feel like these cars course, are it's, pretty. It's it's it's. Very rare. Yeah. Very rare. But Superstock is still Superstock is still being tweaked, you know, to get everything to where, you know, the rules where they everything's good. Quain has done an excellent job in, in the gas classes. Yeah. Uh in two thousand I think in fifteen or so, the gas class was kinda getting kinda crazy, you mm-hmm. know, on some of the engines and stuff. So he made a uh angle rule on the heads. Mm-hmm. And some of them were running, I think, 11 degree, 15 degree, 18 degree heads and stuff. So he made a rule that's 23 degree heads. Right. And uh, some people had just built new engines and they had to go back. They start over. Yeah, they had yeah. to go, you know, I mean, just start over again and stuff. Some guys uh, left the series, wouldn't do it. You know, they, they don't race with us anymore because of that rule. Right. But it has brought everything back in. Right. Uh, I'll talk a little bit later about the parity mm-hmm. of, of everything. But uh, going into this race, uh, Rick had won four in a row. And uh, uh, we've got a fella out of Cookville, Tennessee named Randy Kiefer. He built a 56 Pontiac wagon called a Spine Tangler. <laughs> and it's, it's, a, it's a really nice car. And uh, Butler Performance 406. You know, and that's that I had mentioned before we started here about the quality of the engine builders that we have in here. I mean, Butler is, you know, it's, I mean, they are, they are the one in Pontiac. Pontiac, yeah, know. they're the Pontiac guys, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, uh, and then he, another thing that he runs is a little different. Most everybody runs a Ram Clutch. Uh, Ram Clutch was our sponsor for the last race. Mm-hmm. Most everybody runs. Everybody knows uh, Pat and Mike. Uh, Norcia at, at Ram Clutch. They've been a big supporter of Southeast Guessers and, and you know, glad to have them and everything. Uh, but Randy runs a Bonafonte Clutch. I'd never heard of him. We also have uh, Colby Welch that runs Big S. He runs that clutch also. And maybe some others that I don't know about. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, uh, 
because of after you win two in a row, Quain starts putting a bounty on you, $100 a race. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's, yeah, so, I like that. <laughs> uh, so uh, he won, I think, $300, uh, uh, the bounty money, yeah. Kiefer did. And uh, so uh, the record, uh, you know, I was going to talk a little bit about the records and stuff. Uh, the record in uh, Superstock is a 652 now. On a little bitty tire, I don't mean because you said Superstock runs on a seven-inch slick, right? And and uh, I don't think we talked about it, but uh, Jacob works for Continental Tire, which in turn makes Hoosier tires. Yep, we bought Hoosier a few years ago. Yeah, and uh, so uh, uh, everybody thought that that tire would be the equalizer, but it but it's it that that tire hooks. Yeah, and I've seen them drag the back bumper. You know, <laughs> it's so, crazy. So it, it's it's amazing what they do <laughs> on that little bitty tire. Yeah. But, you know, it's Superstock's a, a driver's class for sure, you know, and and working with the car to make sure your clutch is right and yeah. your suspension's right and you leave it to right RPM without blowing a tire off and everything. So right. Superstock is really, it, it's really an interesting class. It does need some tweaking mm-hmm. to get everything right. Uh, but but we'll get there. Yeah. Oh, we'll yeah. Get there. I'm I'm certain you will. <laughs> All right, going into to sea gas. Josh Pruitt, Josh Pruitt's young blood, sixty three Fairlane. He's then uh, this is another one of those family deals. It's uh, they build their own engines. Uh, they do. Dwayne Bush helps them. I'm not sure at what capacity. I know he does some head work and stuff for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's uh, it's a family deal. Daddy, you know. Uh, aunt, uncles, you know, they all they all uh, uh, come with them and stuff, and it's just a great deal. Right. You know, I mean, it's just uh, it's it's one of those deals where everybody pitches in and helps. His aunt's his backup girl, you know, uh, Debbie Debbie Ison, and then uh, uh, Billy, her husband, is kind of the crew chief on it. He's also kind of crew chief and helps Gabriel Burrell and Agas. Okay. And Cody, their son, uh, he actually worked for me last year some, and you know he and he actually helped me in Wilkesboro, and maybe he, maybe we'd be maybe bringing him back on to do some more stuff with gotcha. us. Gotcha. Cool. If if he wants to. Right. But Seagas, uh, he runs a 312 cubic inch Windsor engine. Really. So yeah, and uh, he was uh, he ran. Uh, Two hundreds under the old record uh, this past race, and uh, so he was uh, he was right there. Yeah, and then and uh, he he ended up winning the race. Twelve wins, twelve wow. wins. He's he's uh, he's he's on the tree. Uh, I didn't see the ticket, but somebody told me he had a double O one lie. Whoa, that's <laughs> yeah, that's good. But, uh, <laughs> but but Josh is on it. He's he's a young guy, and and, and he's really good. Yeah, he's really good. And and uh, but uh, Tim Hall, our previous champion, last year's champion, mm-hmm. he had won three in a row going into the Wilkesboro race, uh, and then it got rained out, and we had to finish it at Knoxville. Okay. And so we finished it in qualifying at Knoxville. Uh, that was his first loss. Todd Oden come in with the old big 58 Chevrolet, and uh, the record was a 608. And Todd ran a 607 to take the record. Uh-huh. And then it went on to win the race. 
All right, then we go into the Knoxville race. You know, those that was the finals in qualifying. Right, right. So uh, he broke a record, so he was the, the number one qualifier for Knoxville. Okay. So he goes on and he wins that race. So he won two in a row in one day. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> uh, so Not many are going to be able to say they've done that. <laughs> Well, I think I think actually Rick Marner did that day. That's the same thing that day in in Superstock. Wow! But uh, but anyway, uh, so uh, Todd goes into Orangeburg, South Carolina Motorplex. The records are the six oh seven. He runs a six oh two. And then wow. backs it up with a 601. Dang. He <laughs> <So, laughs> <It> was on it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but uh, he ended up with Josh Pruitt taking him out. And uh, so Josh won the race. And, and uh, but uh, probably a lot of it was to do with that 001 line. <laughs> yeah. Shoot you. That'd be hard to beat. <laughs> it's hard to beat but, that. But, but, you know, heads up first the finish line, you know, I mean, yeah. it's. Uh, that's another thing. That's, yeah, that's that really cool. Yeah. yeah. Heads so up first to the finish line. On all classes. Every yes. class. There's no yeah. bracket No bracket racing at all. all. It's all heads up. Yeah. And uh, B Gas, Ted McKee, Lenore City, Tennessee. Ted. Runs a 67 Nova, 66 or 67 Nova. I can't remember which it is. But it's uh, built in his basement. Really? Built in his basement. From what they tell me, you couldn't hardly open the door <laughs> to get in. How, it's how small it is, you know. So it's a 319 cubic inch Fulton. Wow. Uh, and uh, Ted ran sea gas for a couple of years uh didn't have a whole lot of success there didn't win anything or anything he comes to b gas and this is his second year b gas and it's almost like every time he show, showed up last year he was winning the race really yeah. wow and uh so he uh uh he has won uh four out of five this year whoa he's won four out of the five races this year and uh Daniel Haynes. Daniel's another one that's just a family deal. His wife, Mary Beth, is, is kind of the, the main backup girl. And uh, uh, their car is called a Patriot, painted like a flag. Gotcha. She dresses like a flag. <laughs> uh, her daughter, Reba, sometimes dresses like a flag. It's just that's another one of those great families. Kim Haynes, his brother, and, and uh, uh, they do, as far as I know, they do their own engine work. And uh, he runs a, uh, I can't remember what cubic inch Daniel's running, but it's a Windsor-headed motor. Okay. And, uh, but he had the record at a 68, 68, 668. And uh, Ted goes in this weekend, and he, he, he lowers it to a 566. Wow. And... Uh, so and goes on to win the race and is leading the points gotcha so moving on to a gas gabriel burl model a 30 model a 29 30 model a yeah sedan yeah yeah sedan <laughs> yeah and uh uh gabe had uh struggled with braking engines and stuff there and uh but gabe's Gabe's really good on the tree. Yeah. Gabe's won races on the tree that he didn't have the car to win with. Mm. Won the championship in 21. And 
with not the fastest car. Right. And uh, so John Causey, anybody that follows Ford racing knows who John Causey is. Mm -hmm. So they, they talk John Causey into doing them a small block. And uh, it never did really meet their expectations of where they wanted to be. Mm -hmm. So they've worked on a big block for quite some time now. They've got it in the car now. It's a 475 cubic inch John Causey big block. And uh, uh, as good as he is on the tree and with a fast car, Gabe's, Gabe's hard to beat. going to be dangerous, yeah. He, he's hard to beat. Uh, I'll say this in fun. Gabe don't smile a whole lot, but he was smiling a lot this week. <laughs> <laughs> I kid him about not smiling. It's that gold sedan. I, I said gold sedan, sedan before. But I, yeah. 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 Called that Southern, Southern that Fly. That car's fun to watch. It is. That car fun. works. Yeah. It, it does. Even before the big – I hadn't seen it yeah. run with the big motor, but that car's fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a fun car. And that's another one of the family deals. Uh, his mom, Pam, and his dad, David, you know, we all cut up and go on and stuff. And uh, his, his wife, Katie, it's just, it's another one of those great families. And uh, uh, so, you know, his, uh, uh, his car, just like you say, it works. Oh, you yeah. know, if he can get it down the track, he's going to make a good pass. Right. You know, I mean, in the past, it's been all over the track, but they've got it dialed in pretty good now. Uh, you know, making the getting the clutch to work with it, with all this new horsepower and everything, finding out where to leave and stuff. You know, he's uh, he's he's doing really well. You know, he's he is leading the points. I think he's up three rounds on Leslie Horn and the Chick Magnet, and uh, uh, I think Gabriel had led the points all the way into Wilkesboro, the finish of Wilkesboro or Knoxville, and. Uh, Leslie pulled ahead of him. Gotcha. But now, no, no, he didn't pull ahead of him. They tied. Okay. They were tied. They were tied going into South Carolina. And so now he is three three rounds ahead of him. And uh, I think Chase Howard is uh, third. Uh, Chase was the winner at uh, Wilkes, at uh, Shadyside. Shadyside winner. And uh, the thing about A-Gas is, you know, Recently, we've only had 13, 14, maybe 15 cars, but half of those are a contender. Right. You know, I mean, you know, it's a lot of times, you know, like the, the mid-pack cars that meet up, it's like a final round. Yeah. You know, in the first <laughs> round, mm -hmm. you know, so so you see a lot of that in, in, in A gas. B gas is kind of the same way, but you we, we normally have 20 or, or more cars in B gas. Gotcha. And uh, so, you know, it's just uh, amazing racing. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's uh, and uh, what did you just, say the record is? I guess now, Juice. It's a 522. 522. Oh my gosh. 522. <laughs> it was in a straight axle car. Yeah. Axle. Serious. Full yeah. of gears. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. Full yeah. Of gears. Straighter. I mean, you know, I mean, it's 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 amazing. You know, uh, for quite some time. That record was held by Kenneth Phillips at a 45, I think. This has been a couple years back. For a long time, he had it at a 45. I think uh, Spinny, Spinny Davis, which is now running Superstock, 
in a little falcon. Uh, he was our champion in, uh, I may get these dates wrong, it, uh, maybe 20. And then he, he retired, and now he's like me, he came back. <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, uh, he had the record one night for, I think, one or two rounds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but that's the way it was, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, like this weekend, uh, Ben Christopher had the record, I think, at 25. Mitch Stott went out and ran a 24. Kenneth Phillips went out and ran a 23. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Gabe went out and ran a 22. <laughs> but now this this is where I was going. The reason I'm doing this is saying, telling you that is the parity there. Yeah. All right, you had, you had Ben Christopher's held that record since Knoxville in the fall last year at a 25 with a Scott Duggins par racing engine. All right. You've got, which this is a little rare, you've got Mitch Stott in the frequent flyer. Now that car comes out of Florida, Dave Alstein, uh, and I may have messed his name up too. But anyway, uh, it, it's got a John Causey, uh, I think 477 cubic inch Chevrolet. Gotcha. John Causey worked on it. And then you've got Kenneth Phillips with a small block four. <laughs> and then you've got a big block four. So the last four cars that run in that range was all different. Completely ranges. different, yeah. I mean they different engine builders. Yep. Yeah. All right. different engine yep. builders. And uh, so just like A guess, you got Kazi's got the record right now. And uh, you got Fulton with small block and big ass. You got Jeff Jones, uh, one-way technology in Washington, Indiana. Uh, it, and they actually, they're a head company, but he builds engines, some engines. I mm -hmm. don't know how many he builds, but he builds some engines too. A lot of our guys run one-way heads. And uh, I was fortunate enough to go up and hang out with him for a few days. That's cool. There's there's a lot of, lot of uh a lot of knowledge in Washington, Indiana. <laughs> but uh, uh, I actually talked to him earlier this evening there. That's another super family. Yeah. You know, the Jeff Jones family and stuff. But uh, uh, he started out uh, working on heads when he was like 11 or 12 years old. Wow. Cast iron heads for the Kinsers. You know, and so those. You know, and uh, so they've they've came a long way. The sprint car stuff's big in Indiana. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, his dad, Sam Jones, uh, which was a gasser champion back in the day, won every race one year. Wow. Yeah. Won the U.S. Nationals and stuff. How about that? Won every, I can't remember, 63, 64, somewhere around there. They've still got the car. It's 37, oh, wow. 37 Chevrolet Coupe. How about that? Yeah, it's sitting in the showroom up there. But... Uh, then in Superstock, you've got Taylor Performance out of Indiana. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about him, but from what I understand, he's a big-time uh, divisional race engine builder, divisional mm -hmm. classes and stuff, maybe some NASCAR stuff also. His name's Jeff Taylor. But uh, then you got uh, – I, I mentioned par racing engine, but then you got Rob Walden, Lamar's son. 
he's got five, six cars that, that run his engines, maybe more than that in our, in our stuff. Right. You know, you got Steve Norwood that run that builds spinny stuff, and he's building a, he's building that 277 cubic inch six-cylinder that's going in H-gas. And uh, then you got Rick Cathcart from over in White Pine, Tennessee. He, uh, he runs a 65 or 66 Mustang. Uh, he builds several of the, the, the Ford engines. Okay. And uh, then you got Tim Hall. Tim Hall was last year's champion, held a record for a long time. He was, uh, uh, he's a retired shop teacher at Abbeville High in Abbeville, <laughs> South Carolina. That's cool. And he does all the stuff himself. And uh, him and his dad, George, and Tony, I'm sure, is there with him, his brother. And, uh, uh, but, I mean, you know, and then, you, then you've got all these that does their own stuff, like uh, Josh Pruitt, Neil Pruitt, Billy Ison, and them that do all the engine stuff, uh, Dwayne Bush with them. And then you've got uh, uh, Daniel Haynes. And then uh, somebody that I haven't mentioned here tonight is uh, Bill Revels from out in Canton. Bill is coming on. Bill is looking good. He's got a 63 Comet, black, called uh, 63 or 64, called Black Betty. And uh, he was running a PAR engine in it. I, th- I wouldn't know maybe it, that PAR engine was one of that of Quain's engine. But uh, anyway, I'm not sure who's building his engines now, but uh, Bill is really coming on. Uh, and... Uh, so he's one of our local guys. He's he's the closest one to where we're at right now. Right. Right. Did, by the way, we're in Marshall, North Carolina. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's, that's about what twelve miles north of Asheville. About twenty. Yeah. Is it twenty? Yeah, it's about twenty north? miles okay. from here to Asheville. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty cool that we're able to kind of. Me and Randy were talking about it. Where we're at is within three and a half hours of about about eight of the 11 races seven seven seven, of them so seven of the 11 races were within about three and a half hours of so it's pretty cool uh that we're fortunate enough to kind of be in this kind of the hub of it really (laughs) yeah it's actually 10 this year it's been 11 up until this year okay back one race this year gotcha but it's uh you know i mean if you've if you've never been you know it's, it's something to come see for sure and uh be sure you like and subscribe the shift point <laughs> <laughs> yeah well hopefully we can uh we'll figure out how we can do it but i'd like to kind of do like a shift point goes to the southeast gassers video sometimes so maybe sometime if i make sure i stay out of the way don't want to get anyone's way but i'd like to uh, do that and kind of do it from a fan side and see what that looks we, like for everybody we, we can do that yeah. we can do that i talked to renee about it the other day cool and uh, we've got you covered on that awesome just let me know when you're going to come all right that sounds good we'll talk about that so um rainy i really appreciate you coming tonight is there anything else you want to tell us i don't think so i think we've covered it pretty good Good. Uh, i I think it was great like i said i learned a lot just in kind of how everything works like i said i've heard about southeast gasters for a long time and me and jackson me and dad have talked about it quite a bit so to kind of learn about the history of it and kind of more about you and how you ended up here it's it's pretty cool so well hopefully i've been accurate as i can be (laughs) on it you know not not messed up too much stuff that's all you can do You came with notes, which is better than we do each week. So, <laughs> oh, it but, would have been a mess if I had had notes. <laughs> but the notes are only as good as the one that wrote it. Hey, that's fair. <laughs> 
but uh but again thanks for coming and telling talking to us and dad for coming on the podcast i didn't think i would ever get him in front of a microphone like this so um but i appreciate everybody that's watched everyone that's liking and subscribing and following us on social media on facebook and instagram like randy was saying and make sure make sure make sure to hit that subscribe button when you get to the center and that pops up in the center when we get done talking here um You'll be hearing more about Southeast Gasters. We're planning to cover it. Uh, we're going to try and cover it each time they race on the podcast each week. And then, like I said, maybe we can do a video or two and kind of show all that, uh, kind of show what one of these events look like and kind of share that with everybody. And hopefully, um, I know last week we uh, we engaged with some people, or earlier this week, I should say, we engaged with people um on the NASCAR side of things, and I'm, I'm hoping that we can kind of do the same thing with Southeast Gasher. I'd like to get a new group of people coming and seeing this and, and seeing uh, how exciting and cool it is. So we'll uh, get that together. So thanks, everyone, for watching. We'll, uh, we'll catch you later.